Thank you, Jesus. Now go with me to our foundational text, the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. It says from verse 1, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Ye know that ye were Gentiles carried away unto these dumb idols, however you were led. Verse 3, Wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed, and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. Now there are diversities of gifts. Now this is what we are dealing with, diversities of gifts. The word diversities right here means different kinds of gifts, and we are looking at the different kinds of of gifts that the Lord has made available to us as believers. Now, the way to come into these gifts is, number one, to be born again. Number two, you must receive the baptism in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Those that are not born again are not permitted to operate in this. Those that are not filled with the Holy Ghost will have really very, very, very limited, in a sense, limited, if there is any, manifestation in their lives so to be born again is the number one requirement and number two you must be filled with the holy spirit so we started looking at these gifts and we have dealt with the three revelation gifts the gifts that reveal something we looked at the gift of the word of knowledge we looked at the gift of the word of wisdom and we looked at discerning of spirits these are the three Revelation gifts that reveal something. And I'm sure that as we looked at these three revelation gifts, you were majorly blessed and educated and informed. Today, I want to start looking at the power gifts. The gifts that do something. These are the gifts that demonstrate the power of God. These are the gifts that display God's power. And I'm telling you, we live in such a time where the world must see the power of God displayed. The power of God cannot be hidden in a corner. The power of God must be displayed for the world to see that there is no God like our God. So I want to start speaking to you about the power gifts of the Holy Ghost. And I tell you, when you look at these nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, you will discover that the power gift or the power gifts uh, are gifts you see constantly in the ministry of Jesus. But what I want to do today, of course, I'll give you a definition of what uh, the first gift I'm going to talk about is the gift of working of miracles. The gift of working of miracles. So we're looking at the power gifts. And so in this category, you have the gift of the working of miracles, the gifts of healings, and the gift of faith. Now, there are three of them. Next week, I believe I'll be talking to you about the gift of the gifts of the working of, uh, I'm sorry, the gifts of healings. And then the last week of this uh, uh, group, I'll be talking about the gift of faith. Or the Holy Ghost might lead when I switch up a little bit. But today I want to talk about the, the gift of the working of miracles. If you want to write, you can write this down. This is a supernatural gift. 
It is a supernatural gift. Listen, there is no way I can overstate this because it is important that we continue to emphasize that none of these gifts are natural. All of these gifts are supernatural. So this is a supernatural gift, but it is supernatural intervention into natural cause of event. Let me say that again. It is supernatural intervention into natural cause of event. Now, a miracle is different from a healing. Sometimes when people get healed of an ailment, people say, oh, that's a miracle. No, that's not a miracle. That's a healing. A miracle is different from a healing. A miracle is when God's supernatural act interferes into natural cause of event. While a healing is God taking sickness out of somebody's physical body. So there's a big difference between a miracle and a healing. So a miracle is God inter interfering into natural cause of event, while a healing is God taking something that has, that has attached itself to your physical body and that is causing you sickness and pain and disease. When God takes that thing out of your body, that is healing. That's not a miracle. Are you listening to me? And when we get to the gifts of healings, which I believe I'll be uh, speaking to you uh, about next week, I will show you that God has made available several ways for people to receive healing. There are several ways. God in his love, God in his goodness, God in his mercy has made available to people several ways whereby we can receive healing. Healing in our physical bodies. One of the ways is the prayer of faith. And you anoint people with oil. Is any sick amongst you? Let him call the elders of the church. And let them pray over him. Anointing him with oil. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And if he has committed any sin, he will be forgiven. Can you see that? There is also the word of faith. When you dwell upon the word of God, I don't have time to deal with all of this right now, but you take the word of God. The Bible says he sent forth his word and his word healed them and delivered them from all of their destruction. My son, uh, put my word in your heart. Correct? That's what it says. I believe it's Proverbs chapter 4. It says they are healing to those that find them and health to all their flesh. So you take the word of God and you put it in your physical body and it will drive sickness and disease out of your body, out of your body. And then there is the gifts of healings. I'm going to be talking about these things next week. Now, the working of miracles, as the name connotes, you work a miracle. Listen to the name. The working of miracles, as the name connotes, you work a miracle. You work a miracle. Moses lifted his rod and the Red Sea parted. Notice, when Moses lifted up his rod, the Red Sea parted. There's something I'm going to show you that is consistent with the working of miracles. There is, there is an exertion of, of a physical act. Let me say that again. There is an exertion of a physical act. There is something you do to work a miracle. 
So when the Israelites were standing by the Red Sea and they were crying as the Egyptian army was coming behind them, they couldn't run backwards, they couldn't run forward. Why? Because behind them, the Egyptian army, and in front of them, the Red Sea. What were they going to do? So they began to cry, and Moses lifted up his eyes and began to talk to God. And God said, no, you have your rod in your hand. Stretch that rod over the Red Sea and see what's going to happen. So Moses had to do something in the natural and the Red Sea parted. You see, when it comes to walking of miracles, there is something we do to walk the miracle. When we step out in faith to walk that miracle, the power of God is released and we begin to see miracles happen. So God used this man's insignificant shepherd's rod. You've got to understand Moses had that rod as he led the, the uh the flock of Jethro. And when in Exodus chapter 3, he went to the backside of the desert and he saw the bush that was burning. And he said, let me turn aside and see this great sight. Why the bush is burning yet not consumed. And when he got close, the, the Bible said God spoke to him out of the bush that was burning and yet not consumed. That was a fire of God. The Bible says God is an all-consuming fire. He said to Moses, take off your shoes for the place whereupon you stand is holy ground. What made that place? holy because God was there and God used the rod of Moses this insignificant shepherd's rod that was the thing God used to bring Israel out of Egypt that was the thing God used to perform amazing miracles in Egypt signs and wonders that was wrought in Egypt was done because of that rod or let's say because God used that rod that should be the right way to say it but I want you to understand that you've got something that today might look insignificant in your eyes it might look insignificant in the eyes of your friends and in the eyes of your family, in the eyes of your colleagues, in the eyes of people. But I want to say to you this day that God is going to use that thing that looks insignificant to work great and amazing miracles in your life. Don't you ever say you've got nothing that God can use. There is something that God has, has given to you or something you have that God wants to use. And when the super natural power of God comes into that natural thing that you have it will turn into supernatural and guess what God wants to use that your natural and God wants to put his super into it and God will turn it into supernatural and you will see the power of God move through that thing that seems insignificant I don't know who I'm preaching to this morning but maybe something that just looks natural something that you have not even thought of think about Moses carrying that rod all the time never thought to himself that one day this thing would defeat Pharaoh one day this thing would defeat the works of darkness one day this thing is going to part the Red Sea never cross his mind but when God came in contact with that thing that was natural that is why I told you that the that miracles is the supernatural invading the natural the supernatural invading the natural cause of event and causing the supernatural power of God to kick in and when the supernatural power of God kicks into a thing that thing will never ever be the same again can someone shout hallelujah think about Joshua Joshua commanded the son to stand still so that they could finish off their enemies you can't command the son to stand still but Joshua did that is a miracle that was not a healing Elijah he outran the chariot of Ahab that is not a healing that's a miracle 
If you think about this, the average speed of a horse is 88 kilometers per hour. That's the average speed of a horse. That is almost twice the speed of a cat. Almost twice the speed of a domestic cat. So you try to outrun a cat or try to outrun a dog. Let's see how well you will do. 88 kilometers per hour. That is the average speed of a horse. But when the power, this supernatural power of God came upon Elijah, he outran the chariot. And do you understand that Ahab as the king must be using the best horses in the country or in the kingdom? So his horses must be the strongest. His horses must be the fastest. His horses must be the healthiest. But when the superpower of God came upon the prophet, the prophet outran. I can just imagine how when, because you know, Elijah had, Elijah had said to Ahab, go to the palace because I see a flood coming. It's going to rain mightily. There's coming a deluge of rain upon the land. So Ahab, you better start running right now because if you don't run as fast as you can, you will not Make it to the palace because this rain is going to be heavy. And just imagine Ahab began to run. And he, behold, Elijah was running past him. And Elijah, Elijah arrived at the destination before Ahab who was riding on a horse. That was supernatural. That was a miracle. Can someone say amen? That was a miracle. Think about Elisha. When Elijah was about to be taken up to glory, and Elisha would not give up on following Elijah, the man of God. And Elijah asked Elisha, What do you want me to do for you? Elisha said, I want a double portion of your spirit, a double portion of the anointing upon your life. Elijah said, What you've asked is difficult. But if you will keep your focus and if you will not be distracted and you see me taking up to heaven, that which you've requested will be given to you. And the Bible tells us that there comes a whirlwind and a chariot and came and picked up Elijah. And as he was ascending up, here comes the mantle of Elijah. It fell and Elisha picked up the mantle of Elijah. And when he got to the river Jordan, and there was no way he could cross the river Jordan or swim across it. But he lifted up the mantle of Elijah and he cried out, where is the God of Elijah? And he struck the river Jordan and it parted into two. That was a miracle. So even in the Old Testament, we see the working of miracles. God is about to begin to work miracles with you. God is about to begin to display his glory, to display his power through your life. Nothing is impossible with the God we serve. And nothing is impossible with those who can believe and those who can step out in faith to see God use them. The Bible says, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. So Elisha said, where is the God of Elijah? And he smote the river and it parted in two and he walked upon dry ground. You can also see the priests that were bearing the Ark of the Covenant when they stepped into the waters before, uh, stepped into the waters, the waters parted in two. That is in Joshua chapter 3 verse 13. I want to read that, Joshua 3 13. And he shall come to pass as soon as the soles of the feet of the priests who bear the ark of the Lord 
the Lord of all the earth. Notice he is the Lord of all the earth, which means he can do whatever he wants to do. Nobody can tell him what to do. Nobody can tell him what not to do. He is the Lord of all the earth. Shall rest in the waters of the Jordan, that the waters of the Jordan shall be cut off. The waters that come down from, the, from upstream and, and, and they shall stand as a heap. So it was when the people set out from their camp to cross over the Jordan with the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant before the people. And as those who bore the Ark came to the Jordan and the feet of the priests who bore the Ark dipped in the edge of the water for the Jordan overflows all its banks during the whole time of harvest. That the waters which came down from upstream, stood still, and rose in a heap very far away at Adam, the city that is beside Zaretan. So the waters that went down into the sea of the Araba, the salt sea, failed and were cut off, and the people crossed over opposite Jericho. Then the priests who bore the ark of the covenant of the Lord, stood firm on the ground in the midst of the Jordan. And all Israel crossed over on dry ground until all the people are crossed completely over the Jordan. So you see what God gave them. God told them, this is what you must do to cross this Jordan. This is Joshua leading the people of Israel into the promised land. To cross over this Jordan, you must carry the ark of the covenant. So back in those days, when God told, him, told Moses to build the Ark of the Covenant and he gave him the instruction that the Ark of the Covenant must be carried by four priests, two in front and two behind, and they must carry the Ark of the Covenant on their shoulders. And so they came to the river Jordan. God said, let the priest walk into the river. What? Yes, walk into the river. For the moment their feet touches the river, the river is going to split up in two. And that's exactly what happened. The moment the feet of the priest touched the river, the river split up in two. And they walked right into the middle. And the people of Israel crossed the Jordan. That was a miracle. That was a miracle. Can someone shout hallelujah? Praise God in 2 Kings chapter 4. The widow whose sons were about to be taken into forced labor to pay off her late husband's debt was told to borrow many empty vessels. And as she poured into the vessels, the oil kept flowing. You have, you have read that story many, many times, but I need you to understand that was a miracle. This woman came to Elisha and said, your servant, my husband is dead and the creditor has come to take my two sons away and he wants my two sons to work for him until the debt of my late husband is all paid off and Elijah said Elisha said to the widow what have you got in the house of sale value and the woman said your your servant have got nothing but a jar of oil and Elijah Elisha sorry Elisha said to her go and borrow many vessels don't borrow a few but borrow many and you and your sons go into the house and lock the door behind you and begin to pour your little oil into to those jars and she kept pouring and kept pouring and kept pouring and as she kept pouring the oil kept flowing that was a miracle as long as she kept pouring the oil kept flowing it must be done in faith the gift 
of working of miracles must be done in faith. As long as she kept pouring, she kept seeing increase. But the moment she asked her son, give me one more jar. And her son said, we have exhausted all the vessels we have. The Bible says to us that the oil stopped flowing. That was a miracle. That was a miracle, miracle of increase, miracle of provision. Can someone shout hallelujah? And she went back to the man of God and said, man of God, I've done what you've told me to do. All the vessels are filled. What more should I do? The man of God said, now you go sell all the oil you have. You and your sons live on the rest after the debt have been paid. And so selling was a physical thing. But the increase of the oil was a supernatural thing. Can you see that? So there is, a, there is a relationship between the natural and the supernatural. Like I told you earlier when I started this message, that there is an act that must be done in the natural that releases the supernatural. Do you understand that? So there is a combination of the natural and the supernatural. But this is not as we will. I need to still say that this is as the spirit wills. As you can see, all the examples I've been giving you in the Bible did not come up from men. These were not things that men conjured up. These were things that were done by the leading of the Spirit of God. And so I'm sure that as we begin to follow the Spirit, and as we begin to listen to the voice of the Spirit of God, He will begin to tell us things to do, and we shall begin to operate in the gift of the working of miracles. If you believe it, then give the Lord a big shout of praise the Lord. You remember in the New Testament, they brought Jesus Christ, five loaves of bread and two fish. Only five loaves of bread and two fish. It does not say five whales and two bakeries. No, five loaves of bread and two fish. And at the time, they had over 15,000 people, I believe, because the Bible says it fed 5,000 men apart from women and children. So if you add women and children, I believe that we're looking at about 15,000 people. How could you feed five uh about 15,000 people with just five loaves of bread and two fish. Notice it was a little boy's lunch. It was not five bakeries. It was not five whales. But it was the working of miracles where Jesus said, give them to me. And they gave them to the hands of Jesus. And the Bible says that he looked up. See, he was about, he's about to work a miracle now. He looked up. And when he looked up, he blessed it and he said, now you go and distribute to the people. And they distributed to the people. The Bible says everyone ate to their field and they had 12 extra baskets. Can someone shout hallelujah? That was the working of miracles. Can someone say amen? I'll give you one more scripture and then we'll pray. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Remember when Peter and John were going into the temple at the hour of prayer? He says, then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have. Speaking to the man who was sitting by the gate called Beautiful. But what I have I give unto you in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. Notice when Peter said, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. The man did not rise up and walk. Verse 7, and he took him by the right hand. See now. And lifted him up. You notice now, Peter is working the miracle. He took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. Verse 8. So he, leaping up, stood 
and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. So here we see the gift of the walking of miracles. Peter had to grab the man by the hand. And Peter had said to him, rise up and walk in the name of Jesus. Praise God. But Peter also had to walk the miracle. He grabbed the man by the hand. And as he did, the power of God flowed through the hands of Peter and touched the man's ankle bones. And the Bible said they received strength. And the man got up and he began to walk and leap and praise God. It is time for us to display the power of God like never before. The Bible said, they that know their God, they shall be strong and they shall do great exploits. It is time for those that know God to rise up in strength, to rise up in power, to rise up in glory, to rise up in the supernatural and Display the power of God all over this land. Display the power of God all over the nations of the world. If you are the one I'm talking to, then give the Lord a big shout of hallelujah. Thank you, Father God. 